Bigger Talks, welcome to another Bigger Talks podcast episode, and I have a powerful serial entrepreneur, businessman, owner, powerful thinker, uh, financial guru, Josh Landon, and let's not forget, he is in the craft beer business, um, He's I've done, I've done some research on this guy, and this guy is pretty intense. He's very straightforward. He's very certain. And I found out he doesn't read books. <laughs> but I read books. So I got to pick this man's brain. Um, it's an honor to have him on here. Um, he has two companies, uh, Ashland Hard Seltzer, right? And uh, Villager Spirits. Uh, you also have a holding company, Wings and Arrows. And his, over his course of his time, he's raised $53 million. Yes, that's right. $53 million in funding and capital. So we have a great discussion. And I just want to talk, man, about before we get into the beer and the alcohol industry, we want to I want to get into the mentality of Josh Landon. And where did it start? Where did it come from? Who was your inspiration? Where were you born? And like, where did this belief in yourself start at what age for you? Ventura, California. So, for those who don't know, about 30 minutes south of Santa Barbara, Southern California here. Um, my parents, I was an only child. My parents got divorced um, when I was young, like three, three, four ish, right around there. Uh-huh. And I think there's a couple types of people that are, you know, <laughs> the only children out there, right? That are, um, you kind of either go two ways when you're by yourself. Either you're spoiled and, and uh, you know, coddled and you know, you're used to all the attention and all those types of things. Or, you know, you're independent and you, you know, kind of figure things out for yourself and, and you spend a lot of time by yourself and, and you have to be somewhat resourceful, right? And I think, um, you know, my parents, you know, middle class family, um, and I think I was on the other side, right, where I was I, I was really independent and kind of mature for my age, I think. Um, and I just had to figure stuff out for myself. And you know, my mom was a was obviously a, a you know very positive influence, but was a lot different than me too. I was I was a horrible student. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hated fucking school, man. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, let's talk and about it. I, my, my mom is an Ivy League graduate. She went to Penn and, um, you know, put herself through Penn and she grew up in Philadelphia and, and then, you know, turned herself into attorney when I was, I was three or four years old, put herself through law school and, you know, she's had multiple different kind of careers and, and a very interesting life path, which was in a lot of ways an entrepreneurial path, maybe not starting her own business, but kind of uh, doing a bunch of different things. And, and um, when she told me when I was younger that, you know, you could kind of do anything you want to do, I believed her, you know? Yeah. So I, even when I wasn't doing well in school, she was still, she would always tell me that she, she wasn't worried about me. Um, and I guess I just kind of thought like whatever, when I started making films and in these companies that I've started, when I've had the idea, I just felt like I could do it. Um, and I'm not really sure 
if that's like a learned, I've never had a mentor. I wouldn't say there's any one person that's really been a big influence on me. Um, Your mom, for sure. Your mom, for sure. Yeah, my mom, for sure, but not from a business perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like she, I didn't have that, you know, I, I just never had that. I think I just had the belief that I could do it and I wasn't scared of it. And I'm not really sure that that's, that's like a learned trait. Yeah. You know, or I'm not it, sure, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a gift. You know, I think, you know, some people have an internal guiding, guiding system that's in them and it's not on them. And so they know when to move. They know how to delegate. They know how to speak to people. And you speaking on your mom, I'm inspired by your mom. You know, she put herself through school. She went to Ivy League, Penn. So she seems very ambitious, very focused, you know. Uh, what was your relationship like with your dad? Pretty much non-existent now. Got it. You know, Got he, it. my dad, you know, I think a lot of the success that I've had is because is, right. is really rooted is. in yeah. the need for approval. Ooh. Um, and I think like the, the lack of approval came from him Mm -hmm. and, and I think I just never got the type of support or or like kind of unconditional love and Mm. approval. And I think, you know, I guess I needed a good amount of it because I could have, you know, there's a lot more, you know, realistic and mellow ways to get approval than building these fucking multi-million dollar businesses. And, and like, yeah. it's been a little extreme, but uh-huh. I think like that was probably the biggest motivator. You know, I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of business folks that do these podcasts and interviews and I've done yeah. a ton of them. And I think no one's really that honest. Yeah, we know? go. They, Let's talk about yeah, it. They, no one's yeah, authentic. They talk about they yeah. sit here and talk about how fucking great they are. And to be yeah. honest, they really haven't done a whole lot of anything. Yeah. And, um, and like my, you know, most people would say my, my driving force was this, like, you know, I had this love for craft beer. Or I had this love for this yeah. or that. For me, that, that would be all bullshit if I said that. Yeah. And, th- and that's really, the- I just, yeah, that it just wasn't there. That wasn't it for me. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's what I had to realize as, as a, as a young man. And just when I was young, a lot of my pain, a lot of my gain came from my pain. Like my mom, I was emotionally abandoned as a child. So not having that approval from my mom, it just made me frustrated and angry. Like, why? Like, is something wrong with me? So yeah. I used that energy, like you said, from your dad, non-approval to go figure me out. Like, who am yeah. I? Forget what I want. And I think yep. a lot of people see people like you and they don't understand the internal pain or the resistance mm-hmm. or the challenges that made you be who you are to be in a position. Everyone is just, you know, they talk, they full of fluff. It's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want to know because. Yeah, I, I think people too, I think they, I think there's like a, you know, when you, when you have that uh, need for approval yeah, and you, and that's just in you. And then you have a, you know, above average competitive drive when you, you mix those two things. And that's, that's not, you don't, you don't learn to be competitive, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, I was insanely competitive, right? Like where you would see red and I'd have to keep doing it until I won. And I don't care if someone's injured or you're beating the living fucking daylights (laughs) out of them, right? Like it was a. I'm going until I win 
And I don't think that was, and in a lot of ways that's, you know, it's funny that that's like a celebrated thing. In a lot of ways it's, it's a, it, it's a very damaging personality mm-hmm. for yourself and to be around. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it's a, uh, you need, but you need those types of internal things that yeah. are just either in you or they're not, you know? You need that anchor. And, you know, I, I was listening to something not too long ago. There are benefits from trauma, you know, people who grow up with everything, usually not most, but some, they suffer, mm-hmm. you know, later in life because they didn't have that mm-hmm. resistance. They didn't have that challenge. They didn't have, yeah. they didn't have to be stoic, right? Like they had that Epicurean kind of, you know, lifestyle and nice, you know, they can take the elevator where we, you know, let's take the stairs where they could spend the money. We had no money to spend, right? So mm-hmm. you learn yeah. from these things. And I wanted to piggyback off of like you saying, like your mom believing in you, you didn't have any mentors, you didn't get any advice. You just kind of believe. And I think that's very, very important for the listeners to know. But there's a quote, it, it relates to school. Because I went to school, got good grades. I was all, you know, I love learning. I'm a nerd. And I realized once I graduated, it didn't mean anything, right? So the quote goes, the A students work for the B students. The B students run the company that the C students own. But the B students, the D students own the land that the company is on. (laughs) I said, damn, if that's not true. And, you know, they always say it's not how strong you are. It's not how smart you are. It usually are the people who are the most adaptable, right? If you have adaptability, can you make decisions on the go? Um, Are you confident in taking chances? And I think for you, just having that internal guidance and belief in yourself, you created millions of business and made millions of dollars. But I think for you, when I look at you and I hear you speak, I don't really think it's so much about the money i think it's more about proving what you know is true inside before it even happens you know they said sometimes to get the blessing in life you got to receive it in your spirit first right and then it happens so from that to this what was your intentions to get into the craft beer industry why alcohol like what was that about like how did that start yeah so i was i was a filmmaker for you know from 18 until 32 and then i all the films for the brands i've I've made them all through the years here okay and um i was on a surf trip and a tequila for some of my friends that were on tour a tequila brand approached them about investing in the company and and being an ambassador for them and so on and and they were like you know what do you think and i said i don't know tequila i'm not sure if that would be the best fit for you right now but why not beer like everybody drinks beer you know whether you drink one a day or one every six months it's and then one of my buddies was from san diego i'm like and you live in san diego that's like the craft beer capital of the united states like you've got to be able to find one that thinks you know they would want to partner with you and um and then in that moment i thought i wonder why there's never been a craft beer from our California culture, real California, right? Like um, skating and surfing and art and film and photography and just a more outdoor creative life. Yeah. Maybe not so much that what's portrayed like, you know, board shorts and Malibu bullshit that <laughs> some of these brands do, you know? Um, I love this guy. You know, like, <laughs> so real. We, I love could, 
we could be we could do something that's authentic and real from from us that portrays our culture in the right way yeah. and i think um i said why you know why not and in that moment was when i had the idea for saint archer and i i didn't know anybody in the beer business i didn't know anything about beer i i didn't um, I definitely never heard of a capital raise. Yeah. I didn't know anything. About, I wasn't a brewer. I, I'm not even like that big of a drinker. Yeah. So it was a, it was something where I felt like, and then as I kind of like, I had the idea and then I, as I kind of like, you know, now started to like look at the beer category, I thought like a lot of the craft beers from a brand perspective were asleep at the wheel. Yeah. And I guess as a filmmaker and as a storyteller, making documentary films, I felt that I could make a better brand and tell more authentic stories that I think people would connect with ultimately the folks that are in the films and then obviously the brand that we're, we're putting out there. And, and it was really like, it, you know, especially in skateboarding, it's, is the best still storytelling category there is, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, outside it's it's really like one of the biggest cultural needle movers right there's a lot of folks that i mean look at all the brands that you see people wearing most of the people that are wearing supreme nowadays don't even know it's a fucking skate right i didn't know that (laughs) right right. so i think like that's what skateboarding does and i think if we can you know take we you know my friends just happen to be some of the best in the world because of the the films that i've made through the years and um it was a different approach yeah. to to have them own the business with me and and be a part of it and and um, and I just figured it out. I mean, yeah. I so uh, Mikey Taylor, who was who at the time was the face of DC, mm-hmm. and Paul Rodriguez, and um, Paul, yeah. who was the yeah was the face of Nike and still is in a lot of ways. Um, I brought it to them first and I said, Hey, I have an idea to do this beer brand. What do you guys think? And they said, yeah, let's, let's do it. And a couple of months went by and obviously Paul wasn't going to stop being the face of Mikey and, and, and Mikey DC. So it was, it was like either I quit everything and do it mm-hmm. or it kind of just goes away. Yeah. Right. There wasn't, those guys weren't going to do it. So we met at a restaurant downtown LA and, and it was kind of that was the it was the kind of the come to Jesus dinner. <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay, cool, I'll I'll do it. Yeah. And, and I, I went home and told my wife I'm quitting making movies. And um, my daughter was three and a half, and and our oldest son was six months old. And I said, we're moving to San Diego. And she said, I'll find us a place to live. That's amazing. And that, and yeah. that's the thing I think you know what I took from that story that you because as you're speaking I can tell you're in film I'm picturing the meeting at downtown somewhere in L.A. I'm picturing you talking to your wife like in a movie setting like the way you were articulating it. So what I took from that is that you've learned how to leverage your relationships uh, intact with your experiences right from business and film to connect the dots to create another type of film in a different realm through the beer and craft industry, right? With some people who are very popular and who have access and success. So what from film, from the film industry that you that you took that you took on gave you the confidence that you can really do this in the beer uh industry? Like how did that 
coincide. Like with like, you know, growing up, I was an athlete, so I took the energy of being disciplined and work ethic to put it into my business, into myself to be more. How did you do that from film into beer? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, I think like there was there was not a lot. You know, it yeah. was a very different. You know, it's it, it's it's entrepreneurial to be a filmmaker, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, you're kind of figuring everything out yourself, especially as an independent filmmaker. But um, you know, when you start doing, you know, we had a we raised money. That was the start of kind of like t- just be you know totally out of the box, right? Yeah. It's one thing if you have you know you you make a film on P Rod. And, you know, Nike throws in some money and, and primitive and some of his other stuff. Right. Um, but it's different when you, you're raising, you know, $3 million and going to everyday folks and asking them for money. Yeah. Right. And then leasing a 20,000 square foot building and, and, and buying millions of dollars worth of brewing equipment. Right. uh, Yeah. um hiring people firing people yeah. you know i didn't know what the fuck i was doing man straight the fuck up yeah, like, I, I, love didn't, that. yeah. I didn't i didn't know and like i was not ready i grew into being like a business leader i definitely was not one you know yeah um so, but I think, you know, I think for the most, and there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into just raising money, right? Yeah. Like it's, I think that's the question I get the most. Like, how did you do it? Yeah. And I, I um, think my thing is for you, like, what was your relationship with money coming up? Did you have a good relationship with money? Was it a bad relationship? Because I've been studying the psychology of money and our relationship really dictates like how we make it, how yeah. we manage it, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I guess I never really thought a whole heck of a lot about it. Yeah. Um, I always knew that I wanted to like do something on my own. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody goes through those phases of like, we should do a t-shirt business, yeah. right? You know, everybody <laughs> says shit like that, right? Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but I think like for for me, it was more. I don't know. I, I guess I was just never afraid to jump in yeah. and and give it a shot. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we've you know, and, and Janine, my wife, same way. It, it, she's we're we're willing to just kind of see what happens and roll the dice. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out, then you know we'll figure something else out. But I, I think like, you know, when going to raise money. I believed in what I was doing so much that it would be so great. I think because I would have been a fan of St. Archer, right? Like you, you would have gotten me. Right. So I, when I'm speaking about it, you know, I, I really wholeheartedly believed it. And I think to be honest, I didn't have a backup plan. Mm. You know, just think about it now. Like I'm talking to you. Right. Right. I'm saying, listen, Eric, man, I just moved to SD. Here's my brand book. Yeah. I'm fucking in the deep end. Right, right. I, yeah, my wife's here. My kids are here. I don't have another job. This mm-hmm. is it. This is like St. Archer is going to be successful or I'm going to die trying. There we go. And a lot of a lot of people go, I mean, I got 25 grand. And this fucking dude has to pull this off. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, there's something to be said for that. Right? Like, yeah. and I, do I think people should just quit their jobs and start asking everybody for money? No, but I think the prerequisite to having people take you seriously is when you're in the deep end. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost disrespectful to not be in the deep end and asking somebody for something. 
And I think also, too, I always like to, you know, correlate that to your, your mentality. You didn't have a scarcity mindset. You wasn't in fear. You know, you might have felt fear, but you wasn't letting fear stop you from asking what you needed or making this shit work. Right. And yeah. so I think yeah. as, as, as individuals, we always want to know all the answers before we make the decision. We want to be comfortable. We want to protect ourselves. You're yeah. like, man, fuck that. I'm jumping in. I'm le- you guys want to stay? <laughs> I'm getting in the pool with the sharks. I'm trying to eat yeah. some real food. Yeah. And I think yeah. that fearlessness and that faith and that confidence, why wouldn't I want to work for you? Why wouldn't I want to drink your beer? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't I? When, pe- when yeah. things fail, I realize it comes from the top. It's not from the bottom. It's from the top down, not the bottom yeah. up. So if the, yeah. if the master or the owner is not convinced that he has the best beer... Why should I be you convinced? No chance. <laughs> yeah, you have no chance. Yeah. And, you know, I'm yeah. thinking like, damn, this guy should have a mentor school or something and charge <laughs> 5000 a month for people to come and listen <laughs> to you talk. Membership. You know, like, why not? Because I'm yeah. looking like, forget the material. I'm talking about this. Because I was thinking like, how does a man of his stature get in a position for someone to buy a company for $100 million? Forget the, the monetary money. How do you even get in the position? Forget the money. Yeah. How do you get there? <laughs> you know, what's the yeah. intangible stuff? What rules did you break? <laughs> what, what did you shift? What paradigm shifts did you have? Who, who did you piss off, right? Because I yeah. think as a, as a young man, you, you know, I was always got to follow the rules. I got to do it right. I got to do this. And it's like, you start learning. Like, yeah. You got to break some yeah. rules, my friend, if you really want to go big and go large. Not in a you know a bad way, but you know what I mean. You know how I do. I I think like you know when you it's it's like a it's like a sexy thing to say that you know you'll do anything by any means necessary. Yeah. Right. But like, would you really? <laughs> like, would you really do it? Like, you know what I'm saying? You I, sound like Jonah Hill in the movie right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, would you, like, I don't think you would. Right, right. And I don't think, and I've told, I mean, I've got multiple people, I get business plans all the time, right? Like, and I don't know the products they're talking about, but I look at them and go, are you really going to win at all costs? Like, for real. Damn. You know, when you're. No, hold on, hold on. I don't want to cut you you off, Josh. That statement, you should tag that. (laughs) No, 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 no. Seriously, like. No, no, no. Are you willing to win at all costs? Like, really? Question mark. Let me. That should be on the show. Uh, I'm going to give you a story. Yeah. And I actually, I never tell this story. Yeah. Right? I never, I actually, I've never told this story on a podcast. <laughs> and this one says it all. This, like, this says it all. And, and like, if you, whoever's listening, if you say to yourself, I would absolutely fucking do that. Well, then you got something. Mm. So when I started St. Archer, I, I had the brand book and I'd never raised capital before. And I, I had gotten through a couple meetings and people were like, nah, you know, like, I don't, I don't see it. Um, and then I got like into a handful of meetings and I'm getting shut down. And then, and then one guy goes, I love it. I just need to taste it. Ooh, hold up, and hold I up. Went, Something just came through. Something just came through to my spirit. It's something about when you speak, like seriously. And the fact that you said that, I felt this five minutes ago when you were speaking about your company. I was like, I want to taste the beer. 
but I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't even drink. <laughs> and I said, taste it. Well, fuck. That's right. Yeah, it's beer. You, you probably want to drink it. God damn it. How did I not think of that? Yeah. And I, and so I'm like, well, I guess I'm fucked then. Cause I mean, I need, and I told him, I'm all, well, you know, I need the $3 million to get, to make the beers. I don't have any beer. I'm not a brewer. So I'm not going to make you that shit in my bathtub. Um, so like, I don't, I guess like that's a fucking wrap. Mm. And, and, um, yeah. I'm at, I'm grocery, I'm at the grocery store. I'm at Trader Joe's and going down the aisle and I get to the beer and I, I, it was on sale or it was like five ninety nine. It was cheap. I buy the Trader Joe's private label beer, right? Um, they had an IPA, they had a blonde ale and a pale ale. The three styles I just happened to be thinking about making as St. Archer to launch the business. And I get, we, I get the beer, we go over to a barbecue and I put it in a cooler and I pull the first one out and it's cold and wet and the label is coming off the bottle. And I go, wait, the label's just, I don't know why I never, the paper label just comes off. I mean, I guess I could just, I mean, how the fuck would anybody ever know that wasn't my shit? Wow. And I peeled the labels off. I raised $3 million on fucking Trader Joe's private label beer. That shit wasn't even St. Archer, man. Damn, that's what I'm talking about. So smart, man. It's how you think. Damn. I mean, that's toeing the line, right? Um, When is the movie coming out? When's the movie coming out, man? You know, St. Archer investors don't even... Now they'd obviously, like, said that people love that, right? But it's toeing the line of, like, you're lying to folks. Um, But you know what was was interesting was... Because I'm, like, going, fuck, yeah, this is ours. I had this, Bob. I had this whole story. Total fucking bullshit, man. Damn. But I was like, I will toe the line... And put myself in uncomfortable position in conversation because I fucking believe this is going to be successful and I'm going to do whatever it fucking takes by any means necessary. And like I lived that statement and I think people that's an uncomfortable place to be like, would you really do that? Like, would you really do that? Would you really like and then the the interesting thing was it taught me so much from a psychology perspective because now I'm sitting here going, I'm with you. And I tell you this whole story about St. Archer and what I'm going to do. And you see the beautiful brand and all my friends that are involved. And then I hand you the beer and you look at it and go, this is the best fucking IPA you ever had. And I'm like, you just drink a private label. Trader Joe's. That's the best shit. Right? But it's all in here. Right. Yeah. That's the power of like you know, being a good storyteller and having people believe in your authentic vision, believe in you. Right. You know, like, yes. and, and that's the power of that. It's really everything. Man, listen. Right? The product is secondary. And if you actually have the ability to make some of the best shit going, well, then, dude, you're going to snap next. Damn. You just, you just healed and helped me in so many ways. You don't even understand. I'm waiting for the book <laughs> and the movie to come out. Because you yeah, just man. said it. It said, it's yeah. not the story, it's the person who's telling the story. The product is secondary. When I should sell shoes, 
it wasn't the, the shoe I was selling. It was who was wearing it. I always say, yeah. it ain't the shoe. It's how you feel in it. How do you that's feel? It. You feel good? You should buy it. Yeah. It yeah. ain't about how it looks. how it feels. And that's just... And that's what I've been learning these last few weeks, having these big discussions with people about tons of money. It's all... I can't say it's a finesse, but I understand. I get it. I respect it. Yeah. And you look at life. Life is a big story. <laughs> yeah. We create That's a headline, sure. we get you to we get you to bite. So I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. So yeah. that is wow, that's just that's just shifting my whole paradigm right there about business. You know, so 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 you have that story, which is phenomenal. I like I need a movie. Can you get Jonah Hill to play you? Like, I need the movie, bro. <laughs> like you need some funding, I got somebody at the bank that can help. Like this let's is get a, Bradley Cooper or Brad Pitt to jump in as your boy. Yeah, let's let's try and let's try and get those guys. I'm serious because I'm so. But okay, so you have that part. So take me from that's done. You get the investors. Now what's next? Because you still have to yeah. build out the belief you sold to everybody. How yeah. does the next? Was it nine years? Yeah. How long did it take you to get to that place where you sold it for a hundred million? How many Two years. years? Two years. Two years. Wow. What was that yeah. process like? Yeah, it was, um, I mean, first and foremost, I think like, you know, I know what I'm really good at yeah. and I know what I'm really bad at. Yeah. And, and I think if, you know, I've hired the best of the best. And I think that that's, you know, do they, do you have the ability to do that? Right. Yeah. And that's just comes down to your personality. Do people believe in you and, and, want to follow your lead and, and believe in what you're going to do. And, um, I have that. Yeah. And, um, probably like one of the only things that I do really well is, um, authentically getting people to understand the vision and the path that I'm, I'm going down, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, I raised 10 million to kind of keep the business going right away. It took off. The beer did well right away. And, um, we knew we had something special and, um, you know, we, we raised 10 mil and then I needed another 10 million to kind of expand outside of California. Yeah. And we had a couple businesses that were acquiring other companies and I signed with an investment banking uh, firm from LA uh-huh. to help me raise the additional 10. And they were like, Hey, so-and-so, you know, uh, Anheuser-Busch had just purchased a brewery and there were a couple other folks. And I'm like, I mean, our brand's performing better than those. Yeah. Maybe there's an opportunity to exit the business and, and finally partner with someone that could take this brand national. Yeah. And, you know, we, we started, we put it out there to, to five different companies. It was Anheuser-Busch, uh, Miller Coors at the time, Paps, New Belgium, and somebody else. And who I can't remember now and Boston beer, Got it. Uh, Sam Adams. And it was down to Miller Coors and Anheuser-Busch. And, and um, I was comfortable in those negotiations with those two businesses. And mm-hmm. It just went crazy. Yeah. Then. And so in that process, crazy. <laughs> did the uh, foundation of how the beer was created, did the, the taste and the quality change because you had investors or did oh, you yeah. kind of keep it the same? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wound up hiring three of um, three of the most famous brewers in the country Got it. under the age of 30. Wow. And, um, yeah, they were all fabulous, award-winning. You know, after 
after my whole Trader Joe's experience, yeah. you know, I, I, it actually opened my eyes to like, if we had decent beer that people weren't spitting out, yeah. we're, we're probably going to do okay. Cause our brand is better than everybody else's in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but if I actually have award winning beer, that's fucking lights out. Lights out. Yeah. So you're willing to and throw so, the money into it yeah, to make it so, work. <clears throat> yeah. So I got really into that. I really wanted to have, you know, the highest quality beer and it got better as, as time went on. We won a gold medal at uh, the great American beer festival in Colorado. So it was, yeah. um, as we went along the beer, a beer got really, really good. Wow. And, yeah. and, and, and that's the thing because you said two years, you guys won awards yep. And and then so you went from that. Let's transition into like okay, you sold the company at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. What was the next? Just to build more companies or better beer? Yeah. Better like what was yeah, the intention? No, I was done after I, I stayed a course for eighteen months. Yeah. Um, and just wasn't for me. So you were working at course, a whiff course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So yeah. that's the connection. My plan was to stay there forever and build Saint Archer and. And and like make it the national brand that that it um, was built to be, and we needed the help of a of a Coors or an Anheuser Busch to do that, or we wouldn't have been able to do it. You know, it just would have been yeah. tens of millions of dollars, and and that really wasn't in the cards for me. And um, a lot of the reason why when I sold the business, I wanted to see how I would feel mm. when I sold it. I want I you know I think when you have that kind of financial event you it really teaches you a lot about who you are mm-hmm. right there's and in, in my opinion there's three types of folks there's a employee mm-hmm. there's a business owner and then there's an entrepreneur and n- neither of them are you know it's not good or bad or right or wrong it's just who are you right i think you can go That's through good. these different stages in life and i could have just been a business owner right like yeah. i sold the business and I don't have any really any other ideas or desires to do another one. And, you know, I work for them and and that's kind of it. And, but I realized in that time that I was an entrepreneur and I wanted to create more businesses and Coors didn't want to win as bad as I did. Mm. You know, they just, they just didn't. It's, so was it, when you was with Coors and you're working with them, was this a, was that a partnership with your brand? That they bought yeah, into? I mean, they, bought, they bought the company and I was an employee. Got it. So when they bought yeah. the company, you still was working there? Yeah. To kind of help it grow? Yep. Got it. And yep. then... And, you, and was frustrated because, like I said, they didn't want to win as bad as I did. Ah. So you just said, uh, the heck with it. You yeah. guys can have it. I'll go do something else. Yeah. And a lot of people thought I was nuts, <clears throat> right? They were paying me a lot of money. The security was there. And, yeah. Um, I could have just gone to the beach, to be honest. Yeah. I could have just been like, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah. I want to, I'm, I'm down to go back to square one and, and compete all over again. And, mm-hmm. and that's really what it is for me is my desire to compete and, and try and have the small guy compete with the big guys. Yeah. It's really like an addiction. Yeah. It's a high. Like, uh, I'm addicted to building businesses and competing with the best of them. And can you can you uh, elaborate on the difference between business owner and entrepreneur? Because I was telling yeah. a family member, I was like, "Man, you're really an entrepreneur. I might own a company with a name, but I'm I don't have that. You, you're paying employees. You, you got a you got payroll. Like that's a different type of mindset. Uh-huh. So can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, I think a business owner. 
you know, you have like my, my best friend has owned a hair salon for yeah. 30 years. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's a business owner. You know, you have your one trade or your one kind of passion mm-hmm. and it doesn't really go beyond that. And, and generally it, what you're like, his passion was cutting hair yeah. right? and, and, and doing hair. Whereas with me, the passion isn't in the product. Mm. The passion is in the building of the brand. Got it. Right. Yeah. So then I just, it's not, you know, I don't have this undying passion for hard seltzer, the liquid, Yeah. but I really enjoyed building the hard seltzer brand and competing in that category. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's totally different. Um, and I think when you, you just have that, you want to keep, you know, Expanding, building and, yeah. and really disrupting. Yeah. Right. Do you, do you have that where you, you want to piss people off? Mm-hmm. Right. That's like, yeah, your, yeah, 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 yeah. that's like the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people just go, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm totally good owning this restaurant and bar for the next 40 years. My kids are going to work here and, yeah. and, um, that's what I'm going to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's important because I think in, in these times, especially the millennials, we, we get caught up in terms and language and lingo. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, I'm an influencer. Oh, I'm a trainer. Oh, I'm a financial advisor. Oh, I'm an investor. Like, okay, what it's does crazy, that mean? Man. Who are you? What does that mean? It's you take that. I was. There's a thing when you ask someone a question and say, uh, "Who are you?" And so a person says, "I'm a banker. I'm a lawyer. I'm a trainer. I'm a husband. Um, I'm, 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 a, I'm a boyfriend. Whatever." So then you take that away from you. Who are you? Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. God forbid, a, a family member or a child dies, or you lose your job. Who are you? Mm-hmm. And I think we're not designed or programmed to discover who we really are. So we attach uh-huh. our identity to our profession, but what we do is not who we are. You know, Michael yeah. Jordan, a basketball player, is not Michael Jordan, the person. It's two different yeah. entities. So I think, yeah. you know, with your life and how you go about, you know, craft beer and being in the film industry and working with cores, then like saying, fuck that, man. What's next? So then you started the hard seltzer company, uh, villager spirits. What can you kind of elaborate on what those intentions of those, uh, companies and what they're all about? Yeah. I mean, I think I just got to a point. I'd started a couple more businesses in there that I'm, I just co-founded, but left. Um, and there's other folks that run them. And then I just wanted to have, you know, all the brands that I create the alcohol business for me is, just conducive to my personality. Okay. You know, you can, you can be aggressive and, and like hard charging in alcohol cause you can go up and down the street and get yourself business. Right. right? Whereas non-alcoholic beverages or food or it's just not that way. Yeah. Right. You have to go through the corporate channels and, and it's a different, it's a different type of business. So I, yeah. I had, I wanted to go into the beyond beer. I thought that's where alcohol was going. Right. Oh, wow. I think, you know, beer, beer consumption was going down mm-hmm. and the better for you lifestyle finally hit alcohol. You know, mm. people want to, they want to be irresponsible and get fucked up and feel good about it the next yeah. day. Right. They don't want to feel like shit, Nothing but they still want to have fun. Right. right? Still they still want to have yeah. fun. Yeah. So I think I, I kind of like, um, saw white claw doing what it was doing. Oh my God. Um, Taking off. and said, we need to have, there needs to be an independent version of these bigger guys, hard seltzers, right? And there yeah. wasn't really anything in Ashland. I had the idea for Ashland. That's and we, Ashland. Yeah. we launched the brand two weeks before COVID shut everything down. 
Interesting. And and then it just went bananas, like wow. ten times what St. Archer ever was. Because because everybody's home, and they're like, "What are we oh, gonna do?" Man. <laughs> everyone's drink. everyone's home, drinking at ten a.m. and bragging yeah. about it on the gram. Right on the gram, like I a, love it. It was just a crazy deal, man. And <laughs> damn. Um, and then and the business has just kept going, and then can cocktails. You know, Villager Spirits was originally Villager was a coconut water, oh. um, and that business kind of ran its course. And then through COVID, a lot of the investors were having a lot of financial issues, and yeah. um, instead of saying we're done and we lost, um, I said fuck that. I'm going to turn it into a canned cocktail. We're going to start from scratch, and I'm going to fucking hit a home run. Damn, losing is, is not a fucking option and so all of the investors that were a part of villager coconut water i brought into villager spirits um and it's and it's the first two months and it's killing it man man i got it like where can we get these products i mean it, it, trader joe's uh rouse erwan like every, yeah, <laughs> safeway so rouse bonds <laughs> costco trader joe's whole food everywhere man yeah Could yeah so it's and now we have a hard lemonade business coming out um, right. in May. Okay, and then um, you know we have another. I got a, I got one more up my sleeve, and uh-huh. you know just trying to build basically the premier independent Beyond Beer brand house in the country. When you say Beyond Beer, can you what's the definition of that? Because I'm thinking yeah, about like you know like plant based. <laughs> yeah, no hard seltzer or outside of the beer. Category, got it. Right? Got so it. Okay, like White Claw wine spirit. Yeah, yeah, like hard it. seltzer, a canned cocktail, hard lemonade, um, yeah. hard kombucha. I love kombucha, uh, man. It's my favorite. Make a make a kombucha, is, man. I want to promote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who doesn't love it? And yeah. it's uh, and that's the thing, you know. My mom told me years ago. She was like, you know, people don't buy products; they buy people. And people Straight don't care up. about how much you know today. Know how today know how much you care, right? Yeah. And so, because yeah. of who you are as an individual, because of what you represent from an authentic space, I want to buy your products. I don't even drink this yep. shit. And it's like, yep. that's a true testament of believing in something more than anything you make others believe. And yep. I think that passion, that that love and that drive, yeah. man, you can help so many people heal any wounds, get through any pain if they really believe in what you have to say because you don't meet people like you. I don't. Not the way you are designed. You know, you're like a I complex... Puzzle a piece like bro, how did how did you get the, all these pieces sure. together, right? And I think it's time for the world to wake up and give the true people, the true warriors, the acknowledgement. They say, if I got it, then I got it. Then just give me some acknowledgement, and not for prestige or praise. Just so these are the people we should be reading in school books. These are the people we should Agreed. be taking entrepreneurship classes from. Not, a, not, not no disrespect to the teachers, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, you're in I it. Completely, yes. You're, on a, yeah. you're in it. You're in the flesh. You're on the field. So why wouldn't I want to learn from you? I couldn't agree more, yeah. And this is what Bigger Talks is about. It's like, forget all of the, you know, the good stuff and it's cool. Nah, fuck that, man. This man had pain since he was a young boy. Dad not being yep. around. He got to prove himself. You know, he yep. had an idea that he ran with and it, it got him funding to take his business off you're not hearing what this man is saying <laughs> people yeah. listening i need yeah. a movie can we get a movie i want the movie please five years come on yeah. bring it together but what i'm saying is that it's not the characters involved it's the story play out 
people got to see it. These are the yeah. movies and stories that I'm compelled to with uh uh, what's the movie with uh, Roman J. Israel with uh, Denzel Washington? He was an autism yeah. lawyer. Uh, I love all his movies. Equalizer. Anything South Paul comeback stories. Like, fuck, man. Uh, 21 Bridges. Like, I love that. Because yeah. it wasn't handed to you, Josh. You made it yeah. happen. So yeah. I just want to say thank you for just being here. Uh, we're not just finished. Yeah, I still have a few more questions. But yeah. I just had to give you this acknowledgement, man, because... You. you are the future of a lot of things that people look forward to, but they don't know what they're looking at, right? Yeah. You know this Nike tra- check, but you don't know the guy behind Nike. We need right. to, instead of the guy on camera, who's the guy behind the camera? Who's the guy holding the lights? Who's, yeah. We need to acknowledge these people because without that, things are not happening. And um, so... As of now, for all your businesses, what is the focus and what is the attention, you know, going forward? Is it more marketing, uh, brand awareness? Is it more, you know, capital or money? Like, what is the focus moving forward? What's working and what's not working, you think? Or what's your challenges? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, the challenges are getting pretty pretty limited these days, okay. right? We, we, we know how to win in the alcohol space. Okay. We know how to put brands in the market. And I... I think we, you know, for now, we know how to create brands that people actually give a shit about. Yeah. Which I think is really, that's the hardest thing, right? Like I, I let go of, you know, I try and build a perfect business and then I can let it go at the shelf because yeah. I can't really control whether people buy it or not. Mm-hmm. But, but what is on me is to create the best business possible and, and give us every chance to win, right? Yeah. And that could be perfecting our supply chain and marketing has always been just me. Okay. Um, so it's, it, that's an easy, now I have a little bit of help, which is nice, but it's always been me and my vision and building out our finance and operations and the sales staff. That's, that's really the whole business, yeah. you know, and we've gotten that pretty down, man. And, like and we, we know what we're doing. Yeah, and I think that's the... uh, So are you more of an entrepreneur who wants to build businesses and sell them? Or you just want to build business to be in them, to grow them, and then kind of sell them and have attachment to it? Or are you the type of person who eventually wants to be an investor of business where you invest your your capital? Like, how do you see your future in uh, 10 years from now? Yeah, I think for me, my focus is to build the business as big as I can take it. Yeah. And... Um, or like that I even want to take it is okay. probably better to decide. You know, I don't have a desire to build a business that's global and, yeah. you know, raise $200 million. Like I don't, I, I don't have any desire for that. What I, I want the businesses to be global brands, but I don't yeah. think I'll be able to take it there by myself. Yeah. So it's really just building a, a profitable business in a small footprint and, and, but selling the type of volume that maybe like the, what we're doing now, most folks would be doing in, you know, 25 to 35 states and we're doing it in one. Oh, wow. Right. So I think that that for me is my constant goal and, and, and mission. And I don't think I'll ever be an investor. Okay. I just, I passively, you know, I'm too into the brands and hands on. To be honest, man, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll stop working. I, um, I love sports. I love making films. Yeah. You know, and now we have so many of the investors are kind of the who's who of, 
Hollywood agents and studio owners and heads of studio. You know, it's it's crazy. I'm like, where the fuck were all you guys like ten years ago? Right, 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 right. You know, um, and that's what they say. So you maybe, build it, they'll come. You build it, and yeah, they'll come. You know, everyone like so. Maybe like get back into film. I see I it. Think. I feel it, Josh. Listen, Josh. I'm a very intuitive guy. I'm a Pisces. I'm sensitive. I'm emotional. I feel things. I want to watch your movie on, and it, it don't have to be your name. It could just be some character, but it needs to be yeah. your energy in it because that. Yeah. And I'm inspired. Like I'm inspired. Like you just gave me so much faith on what I know. But sometimes the universe brings people and things to kind of like, yeah, this is what you need Definitely, to do. Definitely, man. Like you know, like so stop trying to be this person, be that person if you want to get yep. to that place. And this, it, yep. I, I just think. Man, this is, I'm so happy, man. So my question is, what makes you happy? You know, we talked about business. Yeah. We talked about taking chances and believing in yourself. What makes yeah. Josh, at the end of the day, happy the most? You know, man, I think um, being um, as authentic to myself as possible. You know, everything else is like, you know, most people ask like all you know, uh, how did it feel when you sold your business and, you know, when the, the money hit the account or how'd you feel when you bought that home or the cars or all this shit. Right. Yeah. And I was crazy because I didn't feel anything Mm -hmm. like nothing. Right. And, um, I didn't feel like there was no, I think it's important to be proud of yourself. Ooh. I think it's like, it's important to, you know, that's where my life changed was when I, Ooh. I started saying you did it Dang. and I didn't need the external approval. Like I, I had self-approval wow. right? and that was a big deal for me. And the funny thing is, is it came, I'm a huge Philadelphia sports fan. Go Eagles, go huge, Sixers. Huge fucking A, <laughs> go Birds. And I, um, and so I, uh, one of the investors so i with my mom we would always go back to philly right yeah. and if i was lucky enough i'd go to an eagles game or a sixers game or phillies flyers with my uncle yeah um and i went to a couple eagles games at the vet and we'd fly in and i'd look at the stadium and all uh-huh. these things right and then i'm flying back in a couple of years ago and i'm looking out the window and i see lincoln financial where the eagles play and i'm coming back because their general manager and vice president, Howie Roseman, is an investor in my yeah. businesses. And I'm going, I did it. Like, I fucking did it. I, I yeah. did it. Like, right, I, right. if you would have told the five-year-old me, you're going to be flying back here to have dinner with the guy who's running the day-to-day Eagles yeah. operations, you would have said you did it. Like, fuck where you live. Yeah. Fuck all the other yeah. bullshit. Fuck, bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it, man. And it's funny. You, it, it, and it. it that was it. And that and, and it's, it, it's it's so true because as you're speaking, I'm telling you, I know you're a storyteller because I'm telling you, I'm getting I'm getting visions. As you saying you did it, I'm visioning a five year old you as yeah. I wanna hug that guy. The inner guy, yeah. that five year old I wanna hug yeah. him. Like, bro, yeah. daddy wasn't around, you did it, man. You, you did, did it. it. And I yeah. think that was a challenge in my life. It was hard for me to say I did it. That I kept yes. trying to put yeah. everything on everyone else. And I got yeah. to a point where I said, I'm proud of me. Well, you know? you know what? Society doesn't celebrate that that vulnerability yeah. and sensitivity, right? Yeah. They, for some reason, 
they celebrate the hard charging fucking asshole who doesn't care about anything or anyone and just succeeds and that's all crazy bullshit that's not even that's like what a horrible like sad and and cold life that is yeah and like i i wanted no part of that i wanted like and i'm content you know whether the business fails or succeeds if i do everything to the best of my ability i'm content with who i am and and um it's been tough man it's been tough it's been a long road it's been a long road my wife and i we've been together since we were 15 what you know yeah oh man i love her and i don't even know her because she's 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 a glue she's a glue to the thing she's a glue she's been through she's like she's she's been through it all man 15 bro 15 yeah and we're both 42 now man congratulations man can we have an anniversary can we do a soundtrack to your to your to your longevity yeah have a little cocktail yeah can we have some hard seltzer like come on we get some saint archer back in there yeah, but it, so, it, dude, it's been a long road, man. Hey, man, it's congratulations. I'm proud of you, and I barely know you, but you, you make me happy because I'm seeing a real person tell me their real story behind how they yeah. got where they are. And it's not even yeah. about the money. It's about you doing what you love to do and believing in yourself. That's it, man. You know, because the money's going to come. It's, it's all about how you feel. Yeah, and it's harder to get there than people make it out to be. That's yeah. why I think, like, I've never like when we started, like you were saying that I don't, I don't do the book thing. Yeah. I think that's why, because it's like, I, I've only gotten through one book in the last 10 years, yeah. um, on a business perspective. I, I do read a lot, just not business related books, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like Bob Iger's book, the former CEO of Disney. Yeah. I love that guy. I got, th- yeah. I got through from front to back. But it was more because there's so much humility in it, mm. you know, and like, I don't really, you know, I, I like books, the business books, when they get to when they're successful, I stop reading it. Yeah. Because it's like, this is fucking bullshit. I don't care how you build Netflix. Once right. I don't care. Right, right, right. 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 Like, yeah. and it's not that perfect. So yeah, like, what's the right. real story? And no one tells it. Yeah. I want the truth. I tell women that all the time when I'm dating, I was like, all that you, trying to be classy and spiritual, I can see right through. I want your dark side. Yeah, give me your dark yeah, side. Give me your pain. Yeah. Give me when you feel like shit. Like seriously, because now yeah. I know who I'm dealing with. Because I did that for years. Oh hey, you know I'm full of it. I'm in pain. I'm suppressing my emotions. Yeah. I'm afraid yeah. to open up and receive love because I got hurt when I was a kid. So I'm not letting you yeah. love me, but I'll love you. So then I yeah. fail. So being authentic. Yeah. I think is the the most important thing in life. But this is what I took from this episode. You have to be authentic if you want anything to be what you desire to be. And you're going to go through shit. You know? Yeah. It's not going to be easy. So. I mean, dude, I'd say like there's moments of fun. Yeah. With what I do. Moments. Yeah. Everything else is it's a legitimate grind. Yeah. I just enjoy the grind. There and that's go. like, there you go. But people, that's like, and you know, like people, like, I, when people go, yeah, I don't give a fuck about the money. Yeah, yeah okay. well, that's because you don't have the option to make any. Right. <laughs> right. So, it, so right. it's easy to say you don't give a fuck when you're not really going to go out and fucking do it because you're too much of a pussy to yeah, do it. Yeah, you're lazy. You're talking it because you ain't living it. No, I want this money so, I'm working for anymore. So it's more. easy to say, like, on the gram, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, well, just shut up. 
Right, right. You full of it. Just like that. Those are the dudes that don't look in the mirror and really figure out who they really are. You know. Yeah, man. Look, man. You know, this has been an awesome episode. Is there anything you want to share? Anything that the listeners should know about from all your your beer industry with your companies? You said, do you have Instagram accounts or social media platforms that we can follow and check out the products? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would love to try it. If you got something in the grocery store right now, I'll just go get some myself and just yeah, Ash- sip it. Ashland and, and Villager Spirits. And, yeah. Yeah, man. Man, this, this, this is beautiful. And you deserve everything you got coming in more, man. Just keep going. Don't stop. And if anywhere I can I be an asset that. or add value to your business or your life, I'm here, man. Like, I, you know, awesome, my passion man. is people. You know, I study human psychology. I'm into all, like, you know, discovering, like, who am I? So I would study yeah. the Tony Robbins and the Les Browns and the LeBron James and the Michael. Like, how did they get there? Like, what did you do? Yeah. Like, what's your story? I want to yeah. know. Oh, so your mom beat the living shit out of you when you was a kid. Okay, yeah. cool. That's what, I, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you were molested. Oh, that's why you're like that. Cool. Now yeah. I know. So those stories and those pain points, you know, from my perspective, gives me more insight on like, like, I'm inspired by the mob and how they ran their operation. Like, well, you know, how did they do it? What was it about? What did you have to go through? And yeah. things like that and just real people, real things. I want the real. And so this is yeah. this was real as it get. And, man, I just want to say thank you. And um, this has been beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Um, and thank it's, you. It's really been a bigger talk <laughs> conversation because <laughs> this is probably one of the, by far, one of my best because it's so raw. Like, I'm that way, but in spurts, but this has been like, you brought it today. Like, hey, man, yeah, check it out. And so let's continue to win. Let's continue to prosper and much love and abundance to your career, your health, your your wife, your family. Just keep winning, man. Why not? You deserve it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. trying. You put in the work. So that's all. That's it, man. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, Thank you. Um, Like I said, that's it. That's all. We're done. Thanks, man. Man, you have a good one. Uh, I'll follow up with Nikki, and um, okay, we be good. And then uh, I'll I'll let you know the episode is live. Sounds good, brother. Let's talk soon. All right, have a phenomenal day. Be safe. Right. Peace, love. Are right, you too, my guy?